How many love to worship God? Amen. It's something beautiful. It's something that I'm glad God gave us a free will, a time where we could, you know, just come up here and just be able to worship him, a time to where we can open our hearts. We're going to go ahead and start tonight. As many of y'all as many as y'all know, I always like to put a topic to my 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 uh teaching. And this this time, how many of y'all know whenever you ha- you're thinking about something, you have like a hundred topics, and you're like, which one could I name it? And then you name it something, and then you change it, and then you name it something else. But we went with "Don't Look Back," okay? And I'm thankful because these last two songs that we were able to sing is something that we can know that there's no point in looking back, right? But we before we start this whole topic or anything, I want to show y'all something. I want to open y'all's eyes tonight because it came to my attention one day we were driving to church and how many of y'all know what a billboard is? Y'all know what a billboard is? Why Why do people use billboards? Ruben? To advertise, right? And we're driving and how many of y'all know that when you drive through the same place for a lot of times, billboards become your landmarks, Right? Okay, uh, that's the Sam's billboard. That means we're 30 minutes away from church. Okay, that's the Bucky's one. We're, we're late to church, you know. You start familiarizing yourself with billboards, right? And, Joel, I want you to put what we saw coming to church one day. And it's something that really, um, how many of y'all, whenever you, you, uh, you're driving and you're like, oh, snap. Like, you know, when you get scared. And your knees start shaking like you had to stop real hard and, and you, you feel something inside and, and, and you had a break and, and you, you just feel really empty, right? That's what I felt when me, when me and Edith read this. And this was a billboard, okay? I, I want to open your eyes tonight because this is what the world is coming to, okay? This is what the world is coming to and it's every time it's going to be normal. Every time that you keep living life, it's going to become something normal. And we were driving and we saw this and I was like, how could this, how could somebody approve this? How can somebody be okay with this? How can somebody sit there and put that up? And, and it bugged me so much that it's been on my head and this is like two weeks ago. And we're going to start off with Numbers 14.4, short verse. And... Whenever I saw this, I was like, God, like, I don't know what you're fixing to do. I'm barely 25 years old. I thought I was going to get to 50 at least, but, God, if the world gets crazy, I don't know, man. I, sometimes we'd rather be with him, right? But Numbers 14.4 says, Then they plotted among themselves, let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. Can somebody take a wild guess where this story is from? Somebody? Wild guess. What was that, Luis? The Israelites, when they were God, had freed them from Egypt. Okay? Now, in order for this to work out, in the verse it says, Then they plotted among themselves, let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. I want you right now to remember If you can, if not, we're going to help each other remember tonight. When they were plotting this, a lot of things had already happened. 
And when I say a lot of things had already happened, God had already worked in everybody's life. God had already showed them the promise. God had already told them, this is the promise. God had already said, follow me. I'm going to give you the promise. What's one of the things that God did for the people of Israel? Reuben. He fed them. We saw time and time that God would send bread from heaven, right? And God took care of them. I don't know, but if right now I saw bread fall from the sky, I would cry. Because that's just something move, like, that's something that moves me. Something that proves to me that God is even more alive than what I already thought. What else did God do, Waldo? He, he freed him, Elijah. What else did God do for the people of Israel in the, in the span of them leaving Egypt? He guided them. The Bible says that he would put a, 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 a cloud to, to, to cover them from the sun. He would put fire so they could follow. He would do so many things. There's a song that we say, do it again. Right? It talks about the waters. God literally opened the waters, split the ocean in half so they could pass. Now, guys, these are things that if we could see today, it would move us. Hey, uh, Moses, um, we're uh, thirsty. We haven't drank in a while. What are you going to do? God, what am I going to do? Oh, I don't know. Just hit that rock. Hit the rock. Water came out of a rock. I'm telling you guys, they saw some crazy stuff. They saw the, 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 the ground swallow their enemies. Yet, yet, they said, Numbers 14.4, Then they plotted among themselves, let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. Now, were they going back to a rich life? Were they going to go back to a life of, of prosperity? We all know that in Egypt, the Israelites were slaves, right? And in that moment, it makes me mad because now we see that God's like, whoa, 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 time out, 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 guys. The promise is there. You just have to keep going just a little bit more. And you know what our problem is? This is what we do in our daily life. Because God has already gave us a promise. No, he hasn't. Did you know that, uh, that Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good, not for disaster, to give you a future and hope. That's a promise. And we're living our life and God's saying, hey, be free. I'm going to free you. How many of y'all have been free? How many of y'all have been set free? And I'm not just talking about, well, I was set free because I've come to church and I know. I'm talking about of addiction. I'm talking about depression. I'm talking about the enemy being in your mind. I'm talking about something that happened to you when you were a kid and you just can't get over it. That's what I'm talking about tonight. Because a lot of us, we've been set free. God has set us free. And I'm going to grab something real quick. It just popped up in my head. I want you all to understand this tonight. Elijah, can you come up here and help me real quick? For y'all that don't understand what being free is, is if he is tied up, 
I can do more things than him, right? He's not free. And this is how the people of Israel were, but not physically. I want you to think spiritually, mentally, because they were slaves to the Egyptians. And they live like this every single day. And it breaks my heart to be able to see that as many times as God helped them, they chose to go back to this. And what God did was say, hey, I have a promise for you, Elijah. I have a promise. And I'm going to free you so you can do that. And we're free, right? And we start going in our trail and we start going where God leads us. And then the next image that I have, then our life looks like this. And we get confused because we're like, okay, well, God set me free. Now, what, what, which way do I go? What, what, what am I doing now? What, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to, am, can you put the next image, please? Am I, supposed to, uh, am I supposed to go left or right? What am I supposed to do? Because a lot of times we want our plan to look like the next image. We want our day, we want everything to look like that. God, okay, this is what I want. Just let me see the flag and I'll do whatever you want, Jesus. Just let me see where I'm going and I'll do whatever you want. And God's saying, well, hold on, time out. You asked me that you want to be stronger. You asked me that your faith wants to grow. You asked me that you want to be freed from every single little thing that you've been through. So how can you be free and just run a straight line? You're not going to know how to take care of those things. Perhaps the first one is your addiction. Oh, well, what are you trying to say? Now, if God's going to put me in a hole and, and with my addiction, what God wants you to do is be able to grab it, look at it, and don't look back. Don't look back. For some of us, it's the calling that God gave us. Some of y'all have already got a calling, and you're rejecting God. It's not for me. I'm not chosen. I'm not good enough. I'm a sinner. I'm never going to be enough. If you only you knew Jesus, why are you picking me? I can't even talk. Well, let me tell you, Moses was ten times worse. But Jesus picks people because they know their life looks like this. And when God chooses you, he doesn't care if you were here or there. He doesn't care where your addiction is. He doesn't care where your depression is. He doesn't care who you are, what your name is. What he cares about is your heart. And when God sees a pure heart and he sees that, oh, yes, this is exactly what I want. Because God's going to strengthen us. God's going to show us, like he showed the Israelites, that when we accept a promise, when we accept the promise of God. Guys, if you don't understand tonight, like for real, for real, when you understand the promise of God and you're able to say, God has set me free and I am free indeed. And you're able to say, well, God, if you want me to fall in the first hole, come with me. And Lord, when we come out of that, prepare me because that little uh, bridge right there doesn't look like it's stable, but we're going to get through it, Jesus. And I don't know if, I, if that girl right there in the water is my, in the relationship I'm going to fall in, but you're going to help me to get through it. And I don't know what this hill, I don't know how I'm going to get up that. I'm not even athletic. And I'm talking spiritually, guys. But we're going to get through it together, and that's what we lack in. 
what the people of Israel lacked is that they forgot who their God was. And they started not to move forward, but to look back. Elijah, come up here real quick again. They started to come back and say, hey, at least when we were in Egypt, we ate three times a day. I mean, it was cafeteria food, but it was better than hoping God shows up. At least when we were in Egypt, yeah, we worked, but here we don't even know what we're going to do with our lives. Like I feel like Moses and Aaron are just crazy. Like, what's going on to them? They leave and they go pray, and what about us? Now I want you to think about your life. Because there's many times that you said, God, free me from this. Please, Jesus, I don't want to be this person no more. And God's giving you the verse, the preaching, the person, the word. Oh, that's not for me. Oh, that's not, that's not for me, God. That's not, no. That that person must have seen my 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 my, my internet browser. I don't know. Who, I don't know how he knows, but I don't know. We reject. God, please use me. God, I want to work for you. And God starts to speak to us. God starts to move in our mind and our soul. God starts to transform the way we think. But then we start thinking, wait. If I'm gonna be a Christian. Every single day, I don't even know what's going to happen. I don't know if God's going to want to change my life. I don't know if God's going to want to do something new. I don't, I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know if it's worth leaving my addiction. Now I feel weird. I don't know. I, I, I kind of like being depressed. I got more attention. I kind of liked having problems. People cared about me then. And you know what we do, guys? Ourselves. We grab it, and nobody ties them up. This is what we do to ourselves. We start to tie ourselves back by ourselves. Because we let the enemy turn our heads and look back. And a lot of times, this is what we start doing with our own lives. And it's sad. Because God works, God moves, God speaks, and he frees us. And you know what we choose to do? It's this. Now, I want to go back, God. It's not worth it. If I knew you were going to take this and take that, I would have never even took, I would have never asked to be free. If I knew it was going to be like that, nah, God, I'd rather have a, a normal life. I'd rather be able to, you know, depend on my friends, be able to depend on everything that's going on. And we tie ourselves back up. And I want you to think about every single time you've done that. And I'm not just speaking about just like the people of Israel. I'm speaking about in your life because I've done it multiple times. When the Lord spoke and said, hey, Neff, it's time for you to do this. And I was like, God, you are not okay. It is not for me. I can't do this. I can't do that. The first time that God put it in my heart, and, and, and actually it was I received the word, and I said, you, you're going to be a leader. And I was like, I can't even be myself. 
I can't even leave myself. The first time that I prayed to God and I said, Lord, I'm tired of this addiction. I'm tired. Lord, you know that this is not what you want, and I know that too. But you know what happened is that I gave the addiction back to God, and I walked away. But you know what my head did? Look back. And when we look back, that's what our problem is. When we look back, it's when you start to remember, hey, it was actually worth it, man. Like, I'm, I kind of miss it. I mean, you know what we end up doing? All right, God, I'm going to do both things, okay? I'm still going to worship you, but just let me do this too. And we end up tying ourselves back. But what God wants is us to be free. And when we understand this, thank you, Elijah. When we understand this, when we understand what God has called us, and 2 Peter 1.4 says, And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. That's who our God is. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. If you think that the enemy, just if you think for one second the enemy is one day going to just disappear and be like, oh, where's the devil? Like, how come he doesn't mess with me no more? It's not going to happen, guys. Ever since I fully, 100% gave my life to God, the enemy has been there 24-7. And you know what the enemy does? Hey, Neff, just, just look back. Hey, Neff, just come back. Hey, Neff, hey, remember this? Look back. Look back. The people of Israel started saying, hey, Let's look back. Let's let's go back. We can we can go back. Let's do it. Tonight, I don't know what God has freed you from, but every time that God has freed me for something, it's a it's, it's, it's something that feels amazing. And if you have the next image, I want to show this because this is. This is something that whenever I see it, it gives me chills. And the reason it gives me chills is because I've done that posture many of times, being free from something. And that's what God can do in our lives every single time. The enemy will always come back and say, hey, I know God freed you. But don't forget, I have the chains here ready for you whenever you're ready. Remember. 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 But when you're free, and God frees you from every single little thing. I mean, you, you, can, you, can, you, you know what you've been freed from. And if I say up here and talked about my life, we would be here for hours, okay? That's not what this is about. But what I'm trying to get you all to understand is, that the only God that can not only set you free, but renew your life, is our Father.
That's the father we just worship. That's the father that we learn about. That's the father that we can go to. And I'm almost done. I'm not going to be long, but in Isaiah 41.10, it says, Don't be afraid, because that's what the people of Israel were. They started to get afraid. They started to wonder, hey, God has done all this, but maybe what if God just gets tired? And God says, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. If you go back to the first image of our plan versus God's plan, that's how we can wake up and say, hey, it doesn't matter what God's plans look like. It doesn't matter if I can't see what's next. It doesn't matter if God's going to lead me a separate way that I never thought I could go. It doesn't matter if people are going to make fun of me. It doesn't matter if people are going to say, hey, you look dumb. It doesn't matter if people are going to say, hey, weren't you this person? You're fake. It doesn't matter because now God is telling us, hey, don't worry about that. I'll make you strong. Discourage won't come your way because I'm your God. And when we see that, that right here, God's plan, Give it to me because I'm not doing it by myself. And that's what's important for our lives, to understand that whether you're struggling in life right now, whether you are just so depressed, whether you just can't let go of anger, whether you just can't go of that certain thing, what God wants to do is not only renew you, free you, transform you, but he wants you to start his plan. And a lot of times the enemy holds that over our head every single time. There's been plenty of times that I come up here and I speak to y'all and the enemy is in my head working at the same time. How can you say that if you did it? How can you talk about that if that's who you were? How can you do this if, if you don't even believe it? And the enemy has worked in my life plenty of times. And I know he does it in our lives too. But when we understand that I don't care if I can't see over the hill. I don't care if I don't, I don't know where God's going to take me next. In 2020, our family, we went through something really hard. Okay? We never think about death until it hits your family. And when we thought that we were going to lose my dad. Oh, my bad. When we thought we were going to lose my dad, I found myself in the water. I was like, God, this isn't you. God, what? What? This is not you. An enemy working, filling up it, filling that hill, filling that lake up with water and water and water and water and saying, yeah, he's going to die. You can't do nothing about it. What are you going to do? What's your mom going to do? What's your brother's going to do? You're not, you're not ready. You're just going to be depressed. And the enemy was working and working and working. And I'm telling you guys, when you're in the middle of an obstacle and you don't understand, that's when you have to come back to the promise of God. The promise where he says, hey, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Come to me and I will be there. In Isaiah 40, 43.2, it says when you go through deep waters, that's God speaking when you go through deep waters. Because he knew that there was going to be a time in our lives where we were going to be deep in the water and say, hey, I give up. 
I don't know what to do, God. I don't know what's next. Why are you doing this to my dad? Why are you doing this to my family? Why couldn't you pick somebody else? What, what did we do? What did my dad do? But God knew we were going to go through those deep waters. And he says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. That is a promise of God. See, for a long time, I thought a promise with God was, hey, here's a book, and these are your promises for Neff. You're going to do this and this and this, and that's your promise, Neff. But only if you knew how much promises that God has left in the word for us and that speak to us, no matter where you are, no matter how you're in there, no matter how deep, I'm with you. And nothing will touch you. Nothing will take over. When this infection, this uh, coronavirus came, this I was Some of us, we try to act like we're not scared. Ah, oh, coronavirus ain't got me. Ah, I'm never going to die. But I was scared. That if it happens or it doesn't, God's going to be with me, then there's no fear. There should be no fear. If I know that I might get sick, but I might not, but the God that I worship is the same and will never change, there's nothing you need to fear. One of the biggest things, guys, is understanding at a young age, because I don't think I'm the oldest one in here when it comes to the youth, but when we, it's hard to understand that sometimes all it takes is just for us to open our heart. That's all God wants, for us to say, God, here's my heart. Sometimes we think it's about looking nice, and I got to wear a suit and a tie, and I need to wear some, some $100 shoes, and I need to speak in a very nice tone, and I need to have a big Bible, and And, and, and we think it's our appearance, and we think that it's our numbers, and we think that it's our wealth, and we think that if we fill this house up, then we, God is going to drown us with blessings. But a lot of times what we forget, and when you learn this, that all God wants is to be part of your heart. He will take care of the rest. He will take care of the rest. And I want to read this to close. Isaiah 40, 31, it says, But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And that can only happen when you are with God. You know, for the longest time, um, one of the things that really put me in a hole is... Uh, How many of y'all know that when young people have a lot of money and you, it's so easy to spend, you find yourself in debt? Well, for a long time, I was in a hole because I caught myself and I just swipe this, swipe that, swipe this, swipe that, swipe this, swipe that. Don't worry, I'll swipe you too, I'll swipe you too. And I found myself in debt. And for a long time, I was in a hole 
because I felt like there was no way out. And I don't know where your debt is tonight. I don't know what it is. But the enemy is clever, and the world is beautiful. And the enemy knows how to keep you in that hole. And there was a time where I said, God, I'm tired of living like I just have to make sure that I have enough money, paycheck to paycheck. I don't even know what, I, I don't even know how to keep living. God, I'm going to give you everything. Whenever I was able to do that, I realized that when you give yourself to God and you give something to God, you realize that you no longer think about it. You no longer dwell in it. You no longer, oh, snap, what is this? Uh, let me go check, oh, snap, how much money? You don't think about it no more. And that's what God does. He starts in your mind. And he starts to renew you. And you realize, well, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Wow, how is this happening? And God starts moving in your life. Hey, we're going to move you to a higher up position. Hey, we're going to give you a raise. Are you sure you just, it's okay, you deserve it. Hey, we're going to give you this. Hey, we, I don't know why, but here's a bonus for you. I don't, and you start realizing, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. And you start seeing that your death's starting to go down and down and down and down. But it's because you can believe in the promise of God. When we can walk in this world and know that we have a God in heaven that came down to this earth to die for us so we could have everlasting life, then you can know that we're just passing through here, guys. But when you put God in your life and you say, hey, God, this is so simple. I just feel like people don't like me. Can you change that, God? God can move. Hey, God, I know this happened whenever I was five, but that's what's affecting me tonight. God can move. God, I just feel like I'm not worthy, God. Can you change that? God can move. When God gives you a promise, listen to me, guys. When God gives you a promise, he will always go forward with it, but we have to go forward with it too. As we stand up tonight, Letty, can you just help me on the keyboard real quick with nothing else? Um, whenever I was younger, my dad used to say, and I used to just laugh, but he used to say, oh, wow, like if you knew how I grew up, like we didn't know nothing about this, we didn't know about that that wasn't even bad, like nobody even thought that way. And now that I'm older and I see my little brothers growing up and I see what they have to see, what they have to hear, what they have to go through, and I'm just like, wow, like whenever I was their age, I didn't have to go through that. I didn't have to listen to that. I didn't have to. And the world's gonna keep getting worse and worse and worse. And it's gonna be sad because there's gonna come a time that it's going to have to be literally your decision to follow God. God or death? Simple. What do you want? And I pray that as a youth, as Ebenezer youth, that God can start working in our lives in a young age. Because sometimes we don't even 
comprehend what God wants to do with us. We can't even understand it. That's why God doesn't make it a straight line. Because if God made it a straight line and we were able to see the promise, we wouldn't even, uh, God, what? No. What God wants us to do is be prepared. So he does things to prepare what he wants for us next. He does something so we can open our eyes and understand. He does something else so we can speak to somebody's life and they can understand. See, Moses had to make a decision. He had to make a decision. It was his will. God's will was for him to go and, 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 and free the people of Israel. But it was his will to walk and do it. Moses did it. He did it. People of Israel come out. But guys, the people of Israel wanted to go back. There's been times in your life that God has freed you, but you want to go back. God has said, hey, it's time. Come on. It's time for you to start doing this. And we start to take a step back. God, I thought it was going to come whenever I was at least 30. Not yet. All right, it's time. Come on. Remember you prayed? Now it's time. No, Jesus, it's not. I know it's time for you, but it's not time for me. Hey, you know what you've been praying about? How you wanted to be free? Well, now you can understand. That's why I let you go through those things. Because I couldn't free you if you didn't have the strength to just let go. That's what God wants. And a lot of times when we see a straight line, that's what affects our life. And God knows that. Tonight, I want you to be transparent with God because what's unique about God is that he can see our heart right now and he knows what we're going through. But he wants us, he wants us to bring it forward. So tonight, I just encourage you to be transparent with God and be able to say, Lord, yes, I was like the people of Israel. I've looked back plenty of times. I just, the, that life that I used to live was worth it to me. I'd rather live like that than trying to be perfect. Let's be transparent with God. Be humble before him and say, hey, God, you know this addiction? I already let go of it. I haven't done it in maybe a month. But I keep looking back. I keep looking back. God can free you tonight. The amazing part about God is that not only can he free you, but he can transform you. He can renew you. Like I spoke on... Sunday morning a while back sometimes we don't even mean to be the person we are the person we were but the enemy had us at the right place at the right time and that's who we became I never thought that I was going to be introduced to an avenue of an addiction I never thought 
You know what was sad is that that wasn't just one avenue. And the place where my parents thought I was the safest, at a Christian academy, was the place addiction just talk walking around and say hey have you tried this have you done this I didn't want to be a person that did things like that but sometimes the enemy knows that when we're in the wrong place at the wrong time what to him is the right place at the right time he knows how gullible we are and we can be peer pressure into something and I know that a lot of times we don't become the person we are because that's who we wanted to be. But it happened. And it takes you being honest with yourself and saying, hey, I became this person, but I want to become a new person with God. And tonight I encourage you that whatever it is, that whatever it is that makes you want to look back every single time. Whatever it is that you just can't let go of. You know, some of us, we've grown up without a mom or a dad. Sometimes, for us that grow up with parents, we don't even think that's something in our life that doesn't affect us. Sometimes we think that everything's okay with us, but there's people that struggle, guys. You know, whether your parents have gone through a separation, whatever it is, you know what's holding you back. And the enemy will always bring that. It will always make you feel scared, timid. But tonight, God can renew you. God can open your mind and your soul. Let's not be like the people of Israel when they said, hey, 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 let's go back. Let's just go back. Let's accept the promise of God and say, God, the deep waters may come to me. The fire may come my way. The devil may come my way. The enemy might try to devour me. But nor the water, nor the fire, nor the enemy, nor the devil can touch me because you are with me. Let's proclaim that tonight. There's no point in looking back, God. Clean my mind. Renew my heart. Take that pain, that anger away. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you thanking you, Jesus. Because you don't expect perfection. But you give us an opportunity to be able to dwell in your word. Be able to listen to your word. And be able to be transformed and renewed in our lives. Lord, I ask you that you help us at a young age. 
be able to defeat the enemy, use the power that you have given us and be able to hold on to the promise, not just one, not just two, but the many promises you have established in your word. And be able to move forward and say, the enemy does not have power over my life. Lord, I ask you that those chains that are being broken, that you just remove them, and that you renew our mind and take every single thought away, Jesus. Take every single thought away, Lord. God can renew you tonight. We thank you, Jesus, because there's nothing better than to be able to be part of you. Isaiah 43.2 says, When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Just believe that tonight. Take that promise tonight. Be able to know that it is God that leads us. It is God. It is God every time. Lord, all those thoughts, Jesus. All those thoughts, Lord. Come and consume us, Jesus. Come and consume us, Lord. Father, we come before you tonight thanking you for this word. Lord, I thank you because you spoke to me through this. Lord, you know who you wanted to speak to tonight. The world is making us think that things are normal. But you told us that the bad would be called good and the good would be called bad. Lord, help us, strengthen us. Let us be able to declare our faith, not hide it. We be able to proclaim that we follow you. Be able to not just proclaim it, but to help others. Lord, I ask you that for those that 
were able to be free tonight, Jesus, that you strengthened them and that you help them understand that being able to follow God is not a bright path of flowers, Jesus, but what you want is to make us a victorious Christian, a Christian that is not just full of faith, but is full of strength, not only just full of strength, but full and understands that the God that was that the God of yesterday will always be the same God today and forever. That we can rise up and be able to be moved by you. Be able to be able, be able to proclaim you. Be able to not let the world persuade us into being someone else. Lord, help us leave this place not empty-handed, but full of your presence. Lord, full of you, Jesus, full of your word. And that you continue to speak to us through the week. And that you help us, Jesus. And that you help us want to be able to pursue those promises in our lives, Jesus. And that you teach us. And that you remind us that the enemy has no power over our lives. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen.